As I live and breathe, it's harmless phosphorescence. Hello, everyone. This is glorified truffle pig, Throw Smiley. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh CC, and I'm saving up for a yacht, but really, I'm getting too old for this ship. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'd like some ice cream for bedwetters, please. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, and I'm not taking you to North Dakota. Oh, <laughs> Al. <laughs> that also sounds like a threat. Uh, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? Head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. We got Star Wars stuff, holiday stuff, music stuff. We have our monthly movie. It's a buck a month, guys. That's all it takes to hear our monthly movie. Uh, this month, we got The Truman Show. That'll be up there for the patrons within a few days. So uh, check that out. Patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Logan. Logan. What did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real. Where is she? Beneath the She's like you. Of time. Very much like you. The feelings disappear. She needs our help. You are. Someone come along. Someone has come along. I am still right here. And you could have it all. Logan. Yeah. Whoa. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh that so is this easily the most depressing movie that we've covered? Like, um, oh my god. Definitely probably made <laughs> as far as these movies go. Uh, some other movies depressed me more, but maybe they weren't supposed to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. This I, is hardcore. Yeah. My my first answer is superheroes must die really. Maybe feel <laughs> yeah. a certain way. Yeah, yeah. If that depressed Questioning me. all of my decisions that got me to that I point in my that. life. <laughs> I brought it up with my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> James Remar's plan made no sense. <laughs> yeah, Superman 4 depressed me too, but in an entirely different way. <laughs> different way. 
Um, but wow. Yeah. Uh, guys, I can't believe that Nine Inch Nails covered that Johnny Cash song. Um, so wow. <laughs> Still crazy that that is a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song by Johnny, by the like nonagenarian Johnny Cash. Well, that entire album he made, that was from uh, American Recordings 2. I yeah, think two, yeah, there were two albums by Rick Rubin produced. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, did, he does Soundgarden on there. He does Nine Inch Ooh. Nails. Um, there's a bunch of good stuff on there. Um, well, at the uh, end that of this album, movie, go ahead. It's the saddest sounding music I've ever heard. That's one of those. Every time I hear any of those songs. That's one of those instances where um, the song, like the cover of the song becomes the definitive version like the Beatles with twist and shout um uh the um well, he, he lost June already yeah 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 this was yeah. after some raw shit at the end of this movie at least on the blu-ray version is uh when the man comes around from the same recording yes yeah yeah used better in dawn of the dead by Zack Snyder but nonetheless yeah yeah um so all right Logan Released March 3rd, 2017. It had a running time of 137 minutes. It cost $127 million, and it took in $619 million at the box office, which means we're going to play. <laughs> what was the percentage of the box office that was angry mothers who took their <laughs> tween son? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> Why are there boobs and cursing not just a superhero movie but wolverine yeah wolverine yeah, yeah. let's be clear this it is, was rated r this is the first yeah. r-rated marvel movie right was there that's right. Deadpool. So. deadpool deadpool that's oh, right deadpool paved the way for this that's right deadpool um yeah uh i mean wow <laughs> yeah this movie is something else it is unlike any other superhero movie oh uh, it's yeah it's really beautiful it really is um Wow, yeah. So uh, let's get into uh, the box office top 10 game. Uh, so we are looking at the week of March 3rd, 2017. It's the game where I'm going to describe the movies based on the box office mojo description. The guys are going to try to guess what the movie is. If this is your first time listening to the show, I'm sorry. Um, number 10. <laughs> no, this is, this will excite you then. Yes. Sit real close. Uh at number 10, oh, this is one of the only ones we've had on here before. At number 10, White Man Explains Jazz to White Girl. Uh, La La Land. La La Land, yes. Um, it's a fine movie. I don't know. Yeah, it just, I'm sure. I, I'm a sucker for a sad Ryan Gosling. I don't know. The movie well, I could take or leave it. But I definitely yeah, like Gosling. I, I, find Emma Emma Stone, I find Emma Stone to be one of the most watchable actresses of her generation. Yeah. She is just She's delightful. Yeah. And every I've never disliked seeing her do anything on screen. Her smile and laugh seem genuine every time. Yeah. yeah. And her, <laughs> like, as opposed to like a Tom Cruise where it's like, that robot never laughs. <laughs> <laughs> fake ass laugh yeah um, where at her her relationship with Andrew Garfield is one of the few like off screen celebrity things that I genuinely enjoy like I try to I not like pay him. too much attention to off screen celebrity things but her and Andrew Garfield like they have like they're, they're you know they dated they're still very good friends um, apparently um, she she kept asking him are you in Spider-Man <laughs> And he kept flying to her. And afterwards, like it, it, she was legitimately upset at him because he lied to her about it. 
Man, yeah. Trust that man with uh, state secrets. Holy crap! Right? Yeah. He's like the opposite of uh, of uh, uh, Tom. Oh, yeah. Of uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. Who <laughs> you can't trust with anything? No, he's been shot shut down by other actors in the MCU. The, the, interviews the, or press junket. Yeah. The, Dude, stop. The, the super mix of him and Benedict Cumberbatch on like the Infinity War <laughs> tours is just is hilarious. Let me ask you this one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at number nine. Oh, oh, fuck this movie. Okay. In ancient China, a group of European mercenaries encounters a secret army that maintains and defends the Great Wall of China against a horde of monstrous creatures. Starring Wait. Matt Damon. Yes. The Great Wall. Yes. yes. I forgot wow, this. Description veered off. I didn't expect monsters at the end. Yeah, I forgot it was like some fantasy sci-fi thing. Yeah. Probably the biggest mistake in Matt Damon's career. Oh, oh. yeah. That was. <laughs> Have you seen The Last Duel? Which is actually a pretty good movie. It's really Scott. I but, liked uh, The Last Duel. I, yeah, thought, so I still I. haven't watched it. I think that haircut may be a mistake. Be- That's ben, what I mean. ben Affleck's haircut <laughs> aside. Well, Matt Damon's too. Matt Damon's isn't very good either. Ben Ben Affleck's is off the fucking hizzle. Yeah, I feel like he was wearing hair like that when uh, Hackers came out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. Yeah, it is a real like. I know he's not in Hackers, but no, it is. It is that that same haircut, isn't it? They look like they're from Thunderdome, dude. They don't look like they're from ancient or like medieval England or wherever that's happening. Yeah. Was a lot of frosted dips in the nineties. I don't know how he frosted his tips back then. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Number, number eight. Uh, while Christian wrestles with his inner demons, Anastasia must confront the anger and envy of the women who came before her. Oh, this is 50 shades darker. Yes. Or- yeah. You got it, it Brian. How did you get that? I don't know these people's names. I watched a YouTube video about the uh, that that trilogy of movies, and I just recognized their names from that. Um, I've never seen the film. It's crazy they, that the that idea makes me uncomfortable. It is crazy that that book started off as Twilight fanfic. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not it crazy. You know, yeah, it yeah, it was published on uh, what is that fanfic website? I can't remember. Like, uh. There, it was like oh, really God. big, where like all the fan fiction gets published. Um, I can't remember the name of the website. Though of uh, Twilight, you said it was. Yeah. So like, the, what's yeah. her face? Whoever wrote great, uh, 50, Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer was writing. Oh, she wrote Twilight. Sorry. Not, oh yeah. Wrote so whoever wrote yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey was writing Twilight fanfic. Like the lead character were Edward and what is the girl's name in that series? I've never seen it or read it. Bella. Bella. It was Bella and Edwards. And then like, it was so popular that she just changed the names and took out all the vampire references and got it published. Usually they're like, we could use some more vampire in here. Right. So they're like, all right, less vampire. Again, I haven't seen these movies, but I have watched YouTube synopsis of this, this movie, the, the main character crashes a helicopter and it's like home in the next scene. It is all domestic squabble. It lacks all of the like sexy bondage stuff from the first movie, I guess. Isn't that the whole point of the thing is the sexy bondage? I guess this is one of the most boring movies ever made. And that, I was like, damn, it makes me want to watch this trilogy to see how boring the second act is. Oh my God, is. they made a third one? A safe word for this movie. 
So the first one is called F- Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. The oh, second one is Fifty exactly. Shades Darker. And the third one, God, was it Fifty Shades Rising or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make any That's sense. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like Fifty Shades Strike Back. <laughs> no time to oh. shade. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, our next one, uh, we had this one before. Uh, African-American mathematicians in NASA. The numbers. Hidden figures. Hidden, Hidden figures, figures. Yeah. that's right. All right. Uh, opening F- this. Fifty Shades Freed. <laughs> Freed. What's, what's the name go. of it? Fifty yeah. Shades Freed. <laughs> what was the girl's name? Fifty Shades? <laughs> Yo, Fifty Shades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a, like a rap name generator. <laughs> yeah. Like the result. Uh, yeah, the third novel, Freed, it's just one page. It's like, I finally got out. Right. <laughs> I finally untied myself. <laughs> I remembered the safe word was banana. I finally remembered. Uh, at opening this week at number six, February 12th is just another day in Sam's life. I kind of want to leave it at that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Don't. It's like a headline a kid's made-up paper would say. Until it turns out to be her last. Stuck reliving her last day over and Oh, it's a Groundhog's Day movie. Okay, Sam untangles the mystery around her death and discovers everything she's losing. This isn't about time. No, no. That was an actual time travel movie. Yeah. This was a Groundhog's Day movie. Is this a comedy? I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, it's you know who it's I not said. that horror one. It looks like there is a generic brunette lady <laughs> dressed like Han Solo <laughs> with a knit cap on. <laughs> I'm into it already. You had me at Han Solo. Yeah, you, you know the Han Solo look, right? The with like the yes, tall boots yeah. and the 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 vest, like. I hope she has a stripe on those pants. You're like your your basic your base your basic star, Starbucks girl kind of look. Um, this anything is, a vest brings to yeah. the aunt's home. This is called Before I Fall. It seems like it's it seems like it's like like kind of like dramatic dramatic rom I want to say rom com because it doesn't look like it's a comedy, but like kind of like The Notebook but Groundhog's Day. She's just writing letters to herself and <laughs> crying in the rain. Yeah. It's like, I, who built this house for me? Where, where did I Phil, get all these tools? Phil Connors? <laughs> uh, coming in at number five this week. After returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt, our hero discovers that a large bounty has been put on his life. This is a sequel. It's the second. Oh, John Wick 2. Yes. John Wick yeah. 2. John Wick 2. This time it's not about so a dog. Weird. So Logan wasn't the most violent movie this week? I guess not. Yeah. Huh. It was close, though. Um, oh, at number four. Wow. Okay. It's rare we get these on here because uh, um, one of the few superhero movies we don't cover. Um. A cooler than ever, Bruce Wayne must deal with the usual suspects as they plan to rule Gotham City while discovering that he has accidentally adopted a teenage orphan who wishes to become his sidekick. Accidentally? Yeah. Yeah. In this movie, it was accidental. Yes. You have to see a judge. Um, okay. 
I, I know what this is. I want to give you it, guys a chance. It's, it, it might it might be my favorite Batman movie, honestly. It's Lego Under Batman. the Red Hood? Lego Batman. Oh, Lego Batman. Yes. That was very good. Yeah, Will, uh, yeah, Will Arnett I, is, I really is like Batman. Movie. Yeah. Has has anybody seen Murderville on Netflix? Not yet. No, not Same yet. Yeah. I, I will. Check it out. It's incredible. It's some of the funniest, stupidest improv I've ever seen from Will Arnett in particular. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's yeah. He's one of my favorites. But yeah, that's on my list. I haven't yeah. gotten there yet though. Um all right. At number opening this week at number three. A grieving man receives a mysterious personal invitation to meet with God at a particular destination. <laughs> Cabo? <laughs> I mean, from the poster, maybe. No, no, that's no, not sand. Uh, this has. Oh, who's in this? I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, Sam Worthington. Woo. Remember when they were trying to make him a thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, single footsteps in the sand. Um, <laughs> they, Jesus oh. does that to hide his numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't find me now. Uh, look at this. There, <laughs> no Roman centurion has such accurate <laughs> blaster marks. Okay. Uh, God... Oh, God, you devil. It's, it's named after the place they're meeting. <laughs> the beach. Oh, close. It's the shack. Not the, not the, not O'Neill. Not, but, uh, but like where Ted Kaczynski lived. <laughs> that kind of shack. Yeah. Uh, oh, at number two. Ooh. Okay. A young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend. Get out. Get out. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Oh, that movie still shakes me, man. That movie, yeah, man. Ah, he's, I love it. a good storyteller. Fuck yeah, Jordan Peele. I cannot wait for Nope. Yeah, it looks great. Um... And number one this week, in a future where mutants are nearly extinct, an elderly and weary Logan leads a quiet life. But when Laura, a mutant child pursued by scientists, comes to him for help, he must get her to safety. He doesn't live a quiet life. No, he doesn't. It's, it's remote. Yeah, it's pretty, a pretty messed up life, actually. But all yeah, right. He's hustling constantly. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Trying to buy a boat. And drugs. Want some drugs? <laughs> uh, so that is our box office top 10 game. That brings us to the character and comic book background. Al, is there new people we need to talk about? I think there are. Um, but let's talk about a recurring character first. Oh. Um, this movie was based on... Um, the old man Logan storyline mm. uh, an alternative version of Wolverine Let's see uh, set in future universe designated earth 807128 where supervillains overthrew the superheroes Ooh. that's right they all teamed up and decided that working together would help them achieve their ends 
Um, yeah, I, I wish I knew more about it. It was uh, written by Mark Miller. Uh, Brian Mike Michael Bendis uh, did volume two, so I guess it ran for a while. Publication history. Come on, you can, you can tell it, me Wikipedia. It's an incredible, it's an incredible read. Um, it's a road trip. That's the big influence on this is the road trip aspect of it. It's him and Hawkeye driving around on the wasteland together. Interesting. Yeah, wish I'd <laughs> wish I'd read it. Um, we, uh, um, so yeah, we got Professor X again. Um, Caliban is uh, the second time we've seen him. Did we talk about him very in much in Apocalypse? Um, I mean, we did. We and did. Then we mentioned we'd see him again. But, uh, yeah, we went into his background a bit. Um, we know his abilities and such, but right. you could refresh. Uh, sensing and tracking other mutants, terror empowerment, Sen <laughs> sensing and manipulating fears, terror empowerment. I've, I've been going um, to my terror empowerment classes. He also refers right to himself yoga. in third person constantly, just not in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, in the comics too. He right. does it in Apocalypse, and it's really funny. <laughs> um, let's see here. Laura Kinney, uh, born X twenty three. That was her. Her birth name was X twenty three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, apparently a clone and later adoptive daughter of Wolverine created to be the perfect killing machine uh, she first appeared in a comic called NYX um, and it was uh, the third issue of that in February 2004 created by Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost um, yeah awesome she, she's like <laughs> basically all of her abilities are just she's a little Wolverine Mm -hmm. um, and what's terrible is like they plated her body too. Yeah, and we've already seen how like potentially pain, you know, how painful that is. It's just fucked up. That's why she's so hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that that's we'll get to my unanswered questions about that later. But oh yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Donald Pierce was actually from the comics. Uh, depicted as a cyborg, commonly an enemy of the X-Men. Uh, created by Chris Claremont and John Byrne. First appeared in the Uncanny X-Men number 132 in April of 1980. Um, yeah, he seems... Oh, I guess our character did have the, uh, the cyborg hand. I forgot about that. Yeah, he had the robot hand. Yeah, he's the leader of the Reavers, and they were all cybernetic people. Um, one of the goofier ones had tank treads for the bottom half of his body. <laughs> it's just a, a torso where the like, capsule of the tank was. Um... I think that's all of our characters that come from comics. Yeah, it was a pretty small cast in comparison to most of our X movies. Indeed. Yeah. You, yeah, usually we got 30 of these guys to go right. through, but this time... Uh, what about the Doctor? Oh, good his name. Question. Uh, uh, 
I don't remember his name. I think he was just a small town doctor. No, no, no not him. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the geneticist. Yeah. Oh, Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Xander Rice. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Because Alkali um, is Stryker's company, right? Yeah. I assume that there's some sort of like a Blade Runner-esque alien universe where they these corporations are multinational corporations that buy each other and sure. mold into something else because yeah, they say because it's inogen but it's alkali inogen mm-hmm. oh, so maybe yeah patents were bought or you know, or these yeah. uh, specimens because they would have had to get logan samples much earlier striker himself yeah. So yeah. Dr. Xander Rice was from the comics, um, first appeared in X-23 number one. Um, I guess I failed to mention that. Uh, Laura Kinney uh, got her own title, um, X-23, and that started in March of 2005. Okay. That's awesome. All right. All right. Thanks. Okay, well, thank you, Al. That brings us to the production of the film itself. Um, as far as the background of the movie, it's pretty straightforward. They knew after the Wolverine that they wanted to make another one last one. Um, Hugh Jackman said that it was going to be his last one, so they knew they wanted to make it to be kind of a swan song for him. Um, the... Uh, the Deadpool paved the way for them to make it an R-rated film, um, which James Mangold insisted on. This was written and directed by James Mangold with additional writers uh, Scott Frank and Michael Green, both of whom we've talked about before. Scott Frank worked on uh, The Wolverine, and um, Michael Green uh, worked on uh, uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> which is where we've seen their names previously. Um, it's a weird... It's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, I, I don't know whether famously or not, he took a huge pay cut in order to guarantee an R rating on this movie. Yeah. Well, because, you know, there is a, the quick shot of boobies and the F-bomb liberally, but finally the blood appropriate to the attacks of Wolverine. Right. Yeah, yeah for the first... Well, before it was always just like slice person falls and not not just on other people but on him as oh, well you see the physical too. damage to Wolverine's body which we wouldn't have seen in a rated R or in a PG-13 and then of movie. course the brutality of, of Laura yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 seeing a child do that stuff it was disconcerting well, yeah, she's feral as fuck just like Wolverine was yeah and brutally injured multiple times which shocks yeah. me still every time I watch this cornered animal yeah. yeah yeah um Hugh Jackman sort of set the idea for this movie off himself he described he wanted to play a role in an unforgiven the wrestler and I'm forgetting the third movie that he referenced i watched an interview with him where he said like i called he might have called mangold and then it took him two years to develop the story mm. so it's kind of interesting his background that he had a lot of control over what his character was going to wind up being in his last go well fantastic i mean it's yeah. it's beautiful it's beautiful that it's boiled down to just the two of them three if you count caliban you know as you said so usually there's so many muties Mm -hmm. And just 
seeing him get i don't know it was a fitting last movie for wolvie oh god yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to explore what happens to a warrior after they return from home from battle and it turned into this which and when time catches up yeah yeah you know as you've been quickly outrunning it and uh, yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah again uh, so hugh jackman returns as logan um We've got Patrick Stewart back as Professor X. Um, and then we've got, uh, rounding out our main cast, Daphne Keene as Laura, um, X-23. Uh, this is her first film role. Previous to this, she was in The Refugees, um, which was a, a series, um, which I didn't watch, but I heard was good. Um and then since this, she's been mostly uh, the lead in his Dark Materials, which is the a uh, uh, Amazon series, you know, the Golden Compass. Yeah. Um, no, it's a uh, HBO. Oh, it might a- also be yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, I, I it's, think it's, it's HBO? HBO. Oh, I thought it was Amazon. It's HBO. Huh. All right. Um, do you guys remember the actor, mostly young actor, Lucas Haas? Oh yeah. She looks just like him when he was young. It's just huh. wild. There were I shots. See that. And it was yeah. Like, oh, wow. huh. I I watched her casting video, and she she did this uh, uh, with Hugh Jackman, and he is screaming at her. Uh, it's it's the scene where she grabs the map in the truck, mm. um, and she's like pointing to the map. She points to the thing, and you know, yeah. take me to Eden, whatever. And he's screaming at her. And he says, I'm not going to take you to Montana, which I thought was funny. I was like, oh, they were going to go to Montana originally. Hmm. Um, but she does not flinch when this man is, he is a big imposing dude. And he is screaming at this 11-year-old girl. And she is just acting her ass off in the casting video. It was crazy. Oh, she kills it. Yeah, she yeah. does. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she killed this role. She is very good. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't a situation where it was like, oh, that kid was competent or that kid did a good job. She had to embody traits and she had to embody this character and she fucking nailed it. Like, imagine telling any other adult to pretend to be Wolverine. Yeah. It would yeah. be a nightmare. They would just think of Jackman. Yep. Yeah. No, she 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 was amazing as like a feral child. Like just well at- and she doesn't speak until the third act. Mm-hmm. So right. all of that acting is just her physicality, man. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, Boyd Holbrook as Pierce. Uh, let's see. So he... Uh, his... He was on Narcos first season. Oh, okay. He's, he killed it in that. Hmm. I love that. Um, he's playing the Corinthian in the upcoming Sandman uh, series. Cool. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but, uh, let's, as far as film goes, his first film role was in Milk. Um, he was also in The Host, um, Gone Girl. Uh, he has a lot of, like, fourth build kind of stuff. Uh, he was in The Predator. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) We'll, we'll see him again in We Can Be Heroes. The sequel to The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which we'll be covering in a few months. <laughs> I'm oh, so sorry. He's in the uh, fifth Indiana Jones film. I assume playing a bad guy. Oh, yeah. 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 The upcoming fifth. Yeah. He definitely would be playing like, I don't know, a Russian Nazi, whoever the bad guys are in that one. Right. Um, yeah. So um, 
We've got Stephen Merchant as Caliban. <laughs> uh, Not having to use much makeup or effects. Right. <laughs> They just shaved him. Basically, yeah. yeah, that's all they did was shave him, and he was good to go. Like his giraffe was bald. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that um, that uh, uh, Logan lives uh, exclusively with bald, pale British dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only. Yeah. <laughs> One of them created the office. Yeah, yeah. Stephen um, Merchant, along with Ricky Gervais, the co-creator of The Office. Um, probably what he's best known for. Um, so he's just, that's what she's setting him all day. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched the British office. Is he Dwight? No. He's not on the show. No. But no. I mean, he's like, never... he's, he's not, oh, he's not on the show? No. No, he's not on. No, he, oh, interesting. He's not a non, yeah, he's not an on-screen presence in it. it, it he, <laughs> Check it out. There's a couple. I, I need to, I need to go back and watch it at some point. Um, he's in a show called Extras. Yes. Extras Rivers. is so good. Yes. That's the one. I love that. That's the one that has that amazing Liam Neeson scene. Oh my god! Well, dude, Kate uh, Winslet scene. Kate Winslet talking about no, the uh, best is David Bowie. Oh, oh my, my god! god. They talk. They talk him into doing a song, and he just riffs and improvs a song about Ricky Gervais talking Sad shit about him. Fat man, <laughs> tiny right. little fat man. Nobody <laughs> knows me. <laughs> Stephen Merchant's performance in that show reminded me so much of Caliban because I had seen this before I watched that. And I was just like, oh, this is so weird. I feel like he's he's like allergic to the sun still. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's British. He's he a is Brit- British. Yeah. He's, he's a ginger British. Of course, he's allergic to the sun. <laughs> That's the sacrifice you make. You get good teeth or you're allergic to the sun. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. No, no, I will never forget. I contracted AIDS. <laughs> From what? A well-known homosexual actor. <laughs> oh, one of the best is Bill, Ben Stiller's directing something. And then he gets into words with Ricky Gervais and he's just like, I can't remember. Are you Starsky or Hutch? And he's like, was that supposed to be funny? I don't know. You made it. <laughs> Dude, Harry Potter, man. Oh, How are we forgetting Harry Potter. Yeah, he takes out an opened condom just to seem like an experience. <laughs> He's badass. smoking cigarettes. He, that's the one where he uh, he sleeps with Warwick Davis's wife. Or he's <laughs> yeah. trying to. And he ends up fighting Warwick Davis. Yeah, really, right. he does. Oh, oh my god! God, I I love that show. Yeah, Anyways, it's amazing. Stephen Merchant yes. is incredible. Stephen Merchant. Um, he, as far as on screen, he's been in Hot Fuzz. Um. Uh, what's uh? Let's see. Um, the Sherlock No movies he did the voice work for. Um, Jojo Rabbit. He was in a couple other um HBO series. He was in Life's Too Short about work. Yeah, which is basically yeah. Hello, ladies. Yeah, extras in Life Too Short are basically practically the same show. Companions. Yeah. Uh, he he actually was in three episodes of The Office. Uh, okay. Oh, as the. The British one, um, as Nathan Augie, aka the Og Monster. Oh yes, he was. Yeah, um, he was friends with the the Todd Packer type character. Oh, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Oh, he. Ah, oh, I didn't know this. He did voice work in Portal Two and uh, TF Two. Huh. Yeah, makes sense. Um, he's he's incredible in Jojo Rabbit as the as the goofy Gestapo agent. Yeah. So much Hyling. Yeah. So much. So yeah, much. There, I think there's like 30 
in a row as everybody enters everybody the room. Everybody has to do it. Yeah. So oh. explains like a doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> yeah. Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Richard E. Or in Life of Brian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hill Caesar and all that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Richard E. Grant uh, did play Xander Rice. Um, I mean, Richard E. Grant has... Um, uh, Will, with Nail and I was is yeah. amazing. Great I love movie. that movie. Um, but actually, and then after that, he was in another British sort of underground, How to Get Ahead in Advertising. Oh, that's right. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that movie's so great. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, he... He's an incredible villain. He's like that soft, intelligent villain that That's is so just so cool. dangerous. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, okay, so he was in The Player, Hudson Hawk. He was uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Age of Innocence. I mean, the man's the man's resume goes on and on. He was he was in uh, the Star Wars movie that we shall not talk about. Re- not Revenge of the Sith, uh, Return of the Skywalkers. What was the last one called? Oh, oh, that's right. Yes, uh, in Rise uh, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. He was evil, yeah, evil home. Empire guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We talked about him before. Oh, we yes, in Star Wars. In Star Wars, we've never talked about him on the. He main was on feed. Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, more than once. Yeah. Um, he was classic Loki in Loki. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, incredible. That's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Additionally, Eric, Lass- we've got Eric LaSalle in this. He was oh, the, yeah. the, yeah. Um, farm dad, mm-hmm. farm dad, but probably best known as, uh, uh, from ER, I think. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, Elise Neal as his wife. Um, she was, uh, in Rosewood scream Two. Elizabeth Rodriguez. Um, I was in that she's in Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um uh let's it, uh, that's that's the our main uh secondary cast there. Uh the movie has 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bam. Yeah, it's it's you know, that's it's a hell of a movie. Um and yeah, that's about all we got there guys. Are are y'all ready this, to well, I was going to say this was this was nominated for an Oscar, right? We talked about that last week. Best at the end of our best screenplay. Adaptation, yeah. Mm-hmm. No original. It, was it original or was it adapted? Let me see. Um, it I mean, was like Al said. It leans on a lot of things, but yeah, uh, adapted. It was best adapted oh, okay. because it was adapted. they considered it adapted from the comic book. And that's probably so, good, actually. <laughs> just, just that. briefly to to mention the adaptation aspect of it, they had to remove the whole story is full of Avengers. Mm. You know, the Hulk is the bad guy. Hawkeye is his co-pilot. They they talk. Red Skull is the villain dressed like uh, Captain America. Like it's all Avengers characters with old man Wolverine. Um, they had to replace all of those characters with Fox properties. It's kind of cool that they were able to do that so seamlessly and yeah. make the story better, cleaner, you know. Mm-hmm. This really benefits from being a small contained movie. That's one thing James Mangold said is that he didn't want to make like an end of the world superhero movie. Right. Where the Golden Gate Bridge gets moved. <laughs> over to- Charles <laughs> always loved building bridges. <laughs> yeah. There were there were sequences that he he had written that he removed because he didn't want there to be parts of the movie that are just telling us information mm-hmm. he wanted it to be about character and yeah. every moment in this movie is about character yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah this is this is a really good movie <laughs> um 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. You guys ready to jump into it? Yes. Or schnick, schnick. There <laughs> we go. This is Logan. We open on Logan. He's asleep in the backseat of a limo. He wakes up. He finds a group of young street toughs. No good nicks. <laughs> um, trying to steal his wheels. Uh, he rips them to shreds. He is parked underneath a, uh, like a big sign oh, on the side of the road off-ramp. somewhere. It like, looks like it's between a frontage road and, and an on-ramp. He, he yeah. is asking for trouble. Yeah. He really is, especially since it seems like he's probably in El Paso. <laughs> this is not a yeah. good place. Yeah, to El just... Paso Wars, there's probably not a lot of places to park where you're totally safe, but yeah, yeah definitely not there. Yeah, well, and I think the I think uh, what's being suggested is, you know, he, he like pulled over and got in the backseat and started drinking and passed out. Yeah, sure. Well, this this to me shows that Wolverine does not have the same considerations as normal people. No, like you think like, oh, that seems like a really dangerous place to park. What's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to get shot a few times and heal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but as we see, yeah. the healing is not what it used to be. Um, yeah, he he still takes certain things for granted. Yeah, yeah. Um, he rips up he rips them to shreds. Basically, they run away. But he is hurt himself. He's not healing like he used to. Um, we I get, love that he threw himself between the bullets and the yes. car. Yeah, because the car's a lease. It's a rental. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a lease. You're not going to. Or, or he leases it out from the company. But yeah, it's not only his meal ticket, but it's not his. So yeah, I'm glad you said that, Al, because willing to take so many bullets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because this Chrysler from getting. Because the one thing Wolverine needs that he can't just get is money. <laughs> right. Yeah. He could. He doesn't. Yeah, he could. He could just walk into a bank and like fuck it up, but he's not gonna do that. Yeah. Um. So then we uh, get a montage of him driving clients around in his limo. Um. So this takes place in 2029. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was 12, 12 years in the future from when this film was made. Um. And uh, we uh, we talked about this a little bit off air. Um. <laughs> what this movie is a sequel to is very unclear. Which I don't think it is, honestly. It there, yeah. Um, like we were saying off air, it takes elements of almost every single X previous X Men movie, but it cannot be specifically said to be a sequel to any of them, including the previous Wolverine only standalone movies. I, I feel like it's a love letter or an homage to Hugh Jackman's performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's apt that it comes down to he and Charles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on so many levels, it does. Um, <clears throat> at least in their cinematic world or to the average filmmaker, these are the two more powerful characters in the universe mm-hmm. they live in. And it just boils down to them. <laughs> it's just yeah. fitting and poetic. It absolutely- well, and, and the messed up timeline thing is part of the x-men universe it's it is like a character in the x-men universe whether it's comic yeah. book or film or cartoon well and those two dudes manipulated timelines yeah you know not not in the way that we're now knowing them as multiverse stuff but in those x-men worlds they um they tampered with time and changed it that's interesting that makes me think of tony's line time has a tendency to uh fight, like push back mm. push back yeah yeah, yeah. Like that. 
Um, so, all right, uh, let's see. If, if this was a sequel to, say, Days of Future Past, um, then I guess the future didn't turn out so great. No, it didn't. After they went back and rewrote it? Uh, yeah, there were still some Well, it didn't. It, yeah, it didn't. But also Days of Future Past, you know, was follow. Like, okay, so if Days of Future Past was the last movie and then there was this, I could see how it could get there. But with Apocalypse, I don't see how you get to this. So like it clearly. Well, um, I feel the, like this is totally standalone. I yeah. Really well, the mm. present day and Days of Future Past, when did that movie come out? 2016? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. They, Days of Future well, Past. I'm sorry. That was 2014. Apocalypse. 2014. Apocalypse was 16. Okay, so oh, wow. if the present day was 2014, where they were fighting the Sentinels and Wolverine rewrote the timeline and wakes up in bed in 2014 and we see Xavier on his little floaty chair, that means this is 15 years after that. Mm-hmm. So the world went to yeah. shit completely in 15 years. Yeah. There was Strange an event. things have happened. Yeah. There was a cataclysmic event and um, we know Charles was involved, but perhaps Logan... Well, I mean, we, obviously, he would take care of Charles regardless, but yeah. maybe well, he had something. Well, uh, well what we see, we see from from a few things that Pierce says, and from a few uh, written things in backgrounds, what essentially happened was um, around a year previous to this, um, Charles had his first seizure, and it ended up killing almost all of the remaining X Men that existed. Yeah. Um, so that's when they went on the run. Um, so, so but that's it, got it, like sort of flavor of the beginning of the of civil war in the comics started with one of uh, you know one of those events that mm-hmm. got out of hand yeah killed yeah. so many civilians that they had to rethink these people's existence yeah well well no no but it well i mean like they say in this it turns out that like they there have been no new mutants in the last 25 years that have been born they state specifically mm-hmm. the last 25 years and it's because of the crops that alkali uh, transigen are making. Yeah, they've been supplementing the food with an anti-X gene. <laughs> Soy MacGuffin. boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and so because of that, there's been no. So, I mean, again, this has to be standalone because none of this matches up to anything. No. Yeah, I mean, sequel in the literal sequence, but no, it's its own thing. It's. I mean, I don't think it is. I mean, it can't. It, it, I mean, it just doesn't make no, any I sense mean, as a movies season. that were released. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. The yeah. only way you could call it that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um. Yeah. So we get a montage of him driving his clients around in his limo. Um. There's. It seems like there's like some real messed up shit with like the Mexican border. I know this was being made right during the 2016 presidential election where border security was a humongous thing. Um, so it's definitely playing on a lot of uh, those kind of fears of the day. Um, uh, so then at a funeral, I'm sorry, he's smuggling drugs back into Mexico. Is that right? Yeah, but it's for the, the Charles's, um, Medicine, no, yeah. no, not illicit drugs, but that's yeah. the that's the operation, right? He gets them in the United States and has to bring them. Back. Yeah, he makes money in the United States and he gets the drugs in the United States and goes back to Mexico with him. See, I I don't know if they were in Mexico. I didn't read that as Mexico. I read that as like New Mexico in the middle of nowhere. Oh no, they say he's he's in he's in Mexico. Oh. They they state explicitly he's in Mexico, and we actually see him going through the border at the beginning. And the mercenary dude's like, you got that cue ball south of the border. I see. 
I'm but yeah, they're no. they're in El Paso Juarez, which yeah. arguably is probably the most dangerous border town situation in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in the world, maybe Palestine. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> on the but United in States, the US. Country, yeah. yeah, in this country, you don't want to fuck with El Paso Juarez. No, you don't. Um. So, all right. Uh, at a at a funeral, uh, he's approached by a woman. She calls him Wolverine and asks for him uh, for help, but he tells her to go away. He actually specifically says the words "fuck off, lady," which he said to Charles and Eric. Yeah, you remember yeah. when they were searching for mutants? Yeah, you find yep. him in the bar. Yeah. Um, this this funeral, he was just the Uber driver, right? He wasn't like yeah. witnessing. Yeah, he was just know, the hired. They hired him yeah. as the limo driver. Yeah, uh, well, she'd been following him, quote unquote, following. Yeah, somewhat. So uh, he gets some sort of illicit drugs from a guy at a hospital. Then he's approached by Donald Pierce. Donald Pierce works for Biotechnology Corporation, Alkali Transigen. Um, he's looking for a woman named Gabriella. Logan tells him he doesn't know Gabriella. Uh, Pierce leaves, leaving him his card. Um, Logan- and I love how, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know what I mean? It's just great yeah. acting and yeah. character. Yeah. You know, like the he does so much with his face, which you'd have to do because he's a man of few words, Wolverine. But like he genuinely is like, what the fuck? How did you get in here? What are you talking about? Yeah. He legitimately yeah. doesn't know. Um yeah, that was good. Yeah. So uh Logan heads down to Mexico. We find out he's trying to buy a boat. <laughs> um he arrives at an abandoned smelting plant where he's been living with a mutant named Caliban and Professor X. Um, Andrea pointed out, and uh, I think it's true, that the interior of that water tank um, kind of had vibes like the first Cerebro. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. I th- first I th- prototype. I think it was definitely like visually trying to, 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 to get there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like mirror the yeah, cerebral now it's look. to contain his powers. Right, it it's was like an, to spread his powers out before. Yeah, it's like an anti-cerebro. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Professor X is suffering from dementia that causes him to have destructive telepathic seizures. So, how beautiful and intense is that? That. And they say it later on, but the most powerful brain in the world, quote unquote, and he has dementia that it's been, it's just like the adamantium eating away at Logan. Yeah. yeah. You'll reach a point where your powers overtake you. Yeah. Where your powers become a liability. Um, Yeah. Well, I read minds. Now he doesn't know what he ate. Can I just say that this is one of Patrick Stewart's best performances I've ever seen? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I I I think he sh- should have had like an Oscar nom for this. Like Patrick yeah, Stewart I'm, is amazing in this I movie. Think so too. I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, there are a couple of lines that he delivers that just floored me completely. Absolutely. Like when Oh yeah. At, he's like he's just he's so cut loose from any sort of restrictions to what he's supposed to do. He's just embodying a man. It, He's he, he's he, quoting Shakespeare when we first see him. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's and like, also Taco Bell commercials. Yeah, and, you know, he's wheeling around, acting crazy. You know, yeah, like, it, it could be dementia, but he's but <clears throat> yeah, throw you absolutely right. And but he still remains that um, guy who founded the school because you know he's like uh, Wolverine's like I don't want to help him. Somebody will come along. 
He's like, yeah. somebody has come along. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like just uh, like little things like, like when, um, um, Logan wants to make sure he took, took the pills and just the way he goes, ah, it's like, ah, it's like caretaking, you know, someone with Alzheimer's or dementia, they, they can be mm. quite gruff and angry and mean. They can, they get very, ups- they get very, very upset, very well, upset. And something that, that is understated in this movie is the challenge of, of taking care and, and still loving somebody who right. is a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And the distinguished Charles Xavier is now quoting Taco Bell commercials. And, well, and Logan is dealing with that as right. well as providing and for I'm, him. I'm sure he's disgusted that he has to keep Charles sedated. Like under yeah. normal circumstances, that would be reprehensible to Logan. But just yeah. like caring for someone in that state, you have to do these certain things that you're like, shit, what, you know, but you have to do them. Right. And, and there's a lot of that. And we, we get just, just a hint of like what it's like. Cause a lot of taking care of someone like that is physically taking care of them. Like, like, yes. yeah. Like wiping their ass. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. It's not fun. And it's yeah. not, it's, it's not like this, like, like oh, like you know, sitting by grandpa. Yeah, holding a hand. It's 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 disgusting, nasty stuff for Brutal. you and for the person. It's humiliating for the person. Yeah, and like that's well, we get a hint of that when he has to help him to the bathroom and yeah. There's there are, there are moments with him and Caliban discussing care and sharing the burden, and you can see that you know Logan's the provider and. Caliban is the nurse essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Lo- but Logan still feels obligated to care for Xavier because he is his paternal figure himself. It's really interesting that the domestic aspect of this in the first part is one of my favorite things yeah. in this universe. Yeah. And you said like oh they seemed like an old couple. But I think Logan and, and Charles more seem like an old couple. I thought Caliban and Logan kind of remind me of like two guys in an observation station like you know mm. in the arctic or <laughs> on yeah. mars or something like yeah. there's a relationship there born out of necessity maybe there are feelings but you know logan's like fuck you like the only way for me to protect everyone on earth and my best friend <laughs> i've got to do this caliban's like a boat are you serious it's like I'm not fucking thinking about your albinos. <laughs> yeah, about your British accent. Like, I don't, I don't think the sun. I don't think there's even like a mutant thing going on. I think he's just British, <laughs> and that's why the yeah, sun does that all. to him. Well, <laughs> yes. and and we could pick apart this relationship all day, but I think the interesting thing is that Caliban cares so much for the two of them, and that's not shared from Xavier. And Logan. No, not, Logan and Xavier don't give a fuck about Caliban. Well, but, until but, Logan does. But I think he did well, somewhat. Yeah. But yeah, you know, he's, where is Caliban? And the dude lies, but, you know, he's in a ditch and that just... Yeah. yeah. He intended well, to I, pick up Caliban. I think that that's more Logan is loyal than he cares. Yeah. In that Fair sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... All right, so um, Professor X has a seizure, causing everyone in the vicinity to be unable to move. Um, Logan manages to get him his shot, though, and the seizure ends. Um, The way the seizures work, being like a weird dark side to that power he has to freeze people in time, is so intense. And like the the shaking effect. 
Right. It, it feels like time is frozen, but it's not. That's it's such a cool take on that that freezing right. time trope. Yeah. Um, I I love yeah. I love the tension that we get from Caliban cutting vegetables. He's holding a chef's knife in his hand mm. and frozen while shaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh so um let's see. So that's just a taste, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's with three people around. That's just setting that rifle on the on the mantelpiece right. for the, the rest mantle, of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Logan tells Professor X he just needs to get a little more money and then he can go live on the boat. <laughs> I think the idea of living on the boat is he's far away from people. So if he has a seizure, Absolutely. it won't hurt anybody. Well, and if he has to kill Xavier, it's away from people. Or if they both are dying, you know. which it seems that way. But yeah. yeah, first and foremost, safety, the proximity from people. Throwing you. So that's the first yeah. and foremost reason, I think. But then also... The two of them can die together. I I imagine that in his mind, there's a sunset on the open ocean that he kills Charles afterwards and then shoots himself in the head. Yeah. That that, was my, my takeaway. Yeah. From his, his big plan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Logan was never much of a planner. He's not an ideas guy. No. No. Yeah. His first thought was abandoned water tank. Next one is boat. Yeah. He's doing the best he can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we get another montage of Logan driving his clients around in his <laughs> we get the boob flash and I, it was a really cute him looking in the mirror and be like alright <laughs> boobs yeah there are perks he's, he's still there. got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I'm sure he still goes, gives off the pheromones that uh, he always did oh yeah I mean he's still Hugh Jackman <laughs> Yeah. yeah, seriously. He's God. still Hugh Jackman. He's, he's silver <laughs> fox he's Hugh Jackman. He's got an animalistic kind of musk, I bet. But you said <laughs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> no, I, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> He smells of sandalwood. Many leather-bound books. Uh, so um, he gets called to a motel for a pickup to find Gabriella there. The woman from the funeral, she has a little girl. She tells him that there are men after her and the girl. She needs Logan to escort them to Canada, where there's a safe place for them called Eden. She's injured and tells them tells him she was a nurse in Mexico City. She works for Transigen. She offers Logan 50 grand. Logan initially confu- refuses, but she gives him 20K up front, and he agrees. Um, I like that. Uh, I like this element of it that... Um the person that was foiling the plans wasn't related to anyone, wasn't related to another company, wasn't a mutant themselves. You know, this woman was a nurse and just, it had gone too far. She, it, yeah. It's a great element. You know, that's not her daughter. That's not any, she just was like, fuck this. Yeah. She was just, there's just as nefarious a plot to free people. Most well, and so much of the X-Men universe is the humanity versus mutants mm-hmm. are not human mm-hmm. view yeah. from, from our perspective as people. And she sees right through that to like, these are children. These are people. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, don't name them. <laughs> yeah. Don't celebrate <laughs> oh, their birthdays. Oh my they're, God. They're things. Mm-hmm. So um, Logan goes home. He tells uh, professor X, he has to go away for a few days and they'll be able to get that boat. <laughs> I wanted to, this dawned on me and it was, I was like, wow. But first of all, you were talking about face acting from the kid, from Laura, that scene at the motel. She's fantastic. Just watching oh, yeah. his every move. She breaks that light on purpose to see 
what he's going to do. You know, the lady rushes out. But then, okay, so dig this idea. He notices the comic book and then later on acknowledges it. So in this universe, there are X-Men comic books, Mm -hmm. which is totally fine. But does that mean that in that universe, there is a Stan Lee and Logan hates the fuck out of that guy? I'd imagine so. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) We don't get a cameo in this, do we? No. Had had he passed away? At this point? In 17? No, oh. no. He was in all the way up through... Uh, Infinity War? Yeah, at least... Or Infin- Endgame. Wasn't was it, it? I think it was the Endgame. Like, Endgame. Spider-Man movie. Where yeah. They, yeah. Um, right. The comic book that we see was made specifically for this movie. That's not a real comic. They mm-hmm. made like 10 different covers and different issues. Um, they got one guy who could do the the penciling and the mm, the ink, John like Burns the old style. '60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's that guy's name? Panosian, I think was his name. But yeah, yeah, kind of a cool '80s '90s uh, vibe. Yeah, yeah, the totally. color, the color, and everything. But they there are a bunch of pages that you can find online, just little sequences from these different comics. One of them is Logan and Charles playing chess together, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all right. Uh, next day, he goes back to the motel to find Gabriella dead. The little girl's missing. He grabs some of Gabriella's things, including her phone, and heads back home. There, Pierce shows up, having followed Logan from the motel. He knows that Logan has uh, Professor X there. He tells Logan he wants the girl, but Logan tells him he doesn't have the girl. <laughs> Then the girl immediately knocks Pierce unconscious with a pipe from behind him. Well, and the one thing that he grabbed from the apart or from the hotel too was the cash. Yeah, he got the cash. Yeah. He got. A he phone. saw where she stashed it. Yeah, she, showed, she pulled it out of the stash, and it has the GPS coordinates mm-hmm. written uh-huh. on the on the stash. Yeah, <laughs> I love that she throws the pipe. And Logan catches it, and then I don't know if you do, but he goes like this, like like a flinch move, like instinctually he wanted to run and beat the kid with the pipe, but he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Andrea makes a great point. Logan is wearing glasses. He needs Cheaters. reading glasses. If yeah, you yeah. notice, Logan is wearing like cheap Walgreens reading glasses. It has yeah. the little they have thing the tag on, it. on them. Yeah, still. yeah, yeah. Cheaters has their no. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, let's see. Logan and Professor X take care of the girl, while um, whose name is Laura, uh, and is also seems to be mute. Uh, while Caliban takes Pierce out and is just going to dump him on the side of the road. Um, Logan she, kicks him in the head to ensure that he is unconscious. But yeah, she just goes fucking. For lack of a better word, Wolverine Berserker is what they used to call it, but. And just, you know, so she's small and she's light and she's fast. So, you know, it's almost sort of a bouncing off. Like, yeah, yeah. Later, later on when the guys show up. Yeah. Yeah. She's just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You can't get a fix on her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At at this point when I feel like they probably just should have killed Pierce. (laughs) Like, I'm almost wondering why they didn't. I think he's the exposition guy. So the movie could happen. Yeah, exactly. Well. Ultimately, I think he was trying to buy time. That's why he made all these bad decisions was time. Yeah. Because he needed to go get this boat. Yeah. And not be on. Because mutants were extinct besides the three of them as far as they knew. Mm-hmm. As far as they knew, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Did, did we Laura mention that? Mutant, they made her. 
uh, Charles has been talking about he's communicating. Oh, with yes. Someone. He's but yeah, this whole time he's been talking to himself and he's communicating with somebody and like she's here, she's coming. And it turns out that Laura is the one he's been communicating with. Right. Yeah. And there, yeah, there are several times where it seems like he's saying gibberish, but he's, he's actually not. talking to her. Yeah. Or says something to Logan that Logan brushes off. <laughs> There's an example. I'll think of it. But. Yeah. But, it's uh, like, no, he just told you something. Yeah. So Caliban takes Pierce out to the middle of nowhere to dump him unconscious on the side of the road. Pierce wakes up uh, with the, uh, grabs the gun, and a bunch of his men show I just up. see Chevy Chase every time you say Pierce. <laughs> uh, um, I, I love this shot because Caliban puts the gun on the hood or on the dash, mm-hmm. and then we see him go around the back and he's muttering to himself. And in that time... Pierce has gotten up, grabbed the gun, and is shutting the door. There's a lot of like blocking and action in this that's that shows Caliban doesn't know what he's doing. No, Caliban's not this good is at the this. the wrong person to send to do this. Right. And right. plus, he doesn't notice the huge, like, you can see the plume of smoke from the cars coming way early. <laughs> like, he should have seen that. But then it's kind of interesting that, you know, he was the one that sensed something was in the trunk or something about the trunk. Yeah. It was weird. So much so that he took his goggles off outside, which is something yeah. you would not normally well, do. But mm, that's because like, he's a I mutant feeling? cracker, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, you see him smell the pig. quite a mutant. So he's like, hmm? Like, he so smells he, the he bouncing ball. That's right. Which is interesting. Yeah. Which, hmm. which we see later on. She's not the only mutant to have held the bouncing ball. So he's getting obscured smells from the thing. I thought that was kind of a cool detail that we see another person holding that. That is interesting. So um, they head back to the smelting plant. There they confront Logan and Professor X, demanding they turn over Laura. They refuse. Pierce sends a group of uh, his reavers into the building to retrieve her. She fucks him up pretty good. Uh, The first reaver that gets fucked up is the Taekwondo master from the TV show Barry. Mm. Uh, Oh, wow. Lily. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the dad. The dad is the is the one guy who gets his arm cut off right at the very beginning. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Lily's dad. Oh, wow. Um, when she walks out holding that severed head, <laughs> that oh is God. hardcore. And that throws so it at their feet. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, like like she's, she's like an ancient like Chinese figure like this. That's yeah. like a mytholo- mythological thing that you do. So I just want to say, Zack Snyder, this is how you do a hardcore R-rated dark superhero movie. Right, an adult. Oh, and I loved that, you know, because she's so young and because a child's metabolism is just running on every cylinder, that her healing power... Oh, is off like, the charts. She sucks a bullet out like it's venom mm-hmm. and then spits it back at... So, like, what the... F- that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah, that's... The most gangster thing ever. It's more gangster than anything Bruce Willis has ever done. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that they're, um, with the Razzies this year have a Bruce Willis category? Because he was in so many bad movies. He has his own category, worst Bruce Willis movie of the year. And there's like wow. 12 of them. He's, do you think he's trying to do Nick Cage? He's like, I'll just do what Nick does. I think he gets a million dollars per movie and he shows up for these movies for one day of shooting and, uh-huh. um, and that's it. And he's in the movie for five minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, he's got to act until they uh, call him for another diehard. Yeah. Yep. Like whatever. He has some money troubles and he's just trying to bank off this shit. 
Um, well, that's the thing with Nick Cage. Like, I'm not aware that he has um, tax or money troubles, but like, anytime a collector, like, he owns a T Rex. Oh no, no, no! He he did. He he does have on his island. He does because a lot of his stuff got stolen, and he had to sell a lot of his collectibles and stuff. So yeah, Nick Cage is having money issues too, which oh, is which is part of the reason why he's been in so many well, bad movies. Uh, well, I buys, figured it was just like I want to buy a house, so I'm gonna go do this movie. No, he's got he some. He buys every piece of Elvis memorabilia that goes onto the market. Too. Right. That's Superman. That's why he has money problems. Right. I what? was not. A, I was not aware of this Bruce Willis phenomenon. Eight movies in 2021. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Eight movies in 2021. He has his own category at the Razzies. <laughs> Worst Bruce Willis movie. He was the busiest person during COVID, man. Yeah. But again, he only shows because up for he, a single he, he day. Hard. Yeah. It's hard to kill. Um, so, all right. Um, let's see. So, yeah, she uh, she fucks up all the guys pretty good. We see she's got a she's got Wolverine claws plus a Wolverine foot. Yeah, so that's where the third grade went. <laughs> she, Do you suffer from Wolverine foot? She's like, this, the sub, this movie was subtitled My Right Foot. <laughs> um, up your ass. I saw a really cute uh, picture. I was watching some of the behind the scenes stuff of James Mangold giving uh, the the girl who played Laura the claws for the first time. Uh, and it was like giving a, a kid a pony or uh, like, you know, the coolest toy ever. So yeah, I yeah. bet. Like a lightsaber. Like, yeah. She yeah. is just elated. It's the coolest thing because you know she doesn't really show a lot of joy in this movie. It's yeah. very brief. Yeah, uh, she so, hasn't known any. Yeah. So yeah, uh, she kills a bunch of dudes. Uh, Logan manages to get Professor X and her into the limo. Uh, we get a big chase scene. They get chased by the guys. They manage to get past the train and escape. I was <laughs> running a train was badass. Yeah, it was. But also like the the trope of like get past the train so the bad guys can't chase you. I'd love one. And then stand there. Yeah. Yeah. And then stand there and watch them. I'd love for once they get past the train and then the train has like four cars and it's just yeah. gone. <laughs> Damn. Well, and this is something that I, I thought I was like, you know, it is the future. Maybe there's a lot more stuff done by rail. Because mm. of that, the train was also going way faster than a modern train would, too. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fast. So uh, I, I assume that was more than a mile of train because it but was going. It's a good back. point because the, we find out later the highways have been converted to some sort of magnetism. Mm-hmm. You know, some vehicles well, self-driving. Is that right? There, no, no, there was like a self-driving. self-driving. A lot of the yeah. self-driving um, trucks. The whole self-driving car thing. Right, were they wheels to the ground? They yeah, were yeah, wheels yeah the they ground. were wheels. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, back at the smelting plant, Pierce tortures Caliban into helping them find Logan um, and company, as Caliban has, you know, the mutant sensing power. Uh, on the road, Professor X and Logan watch a video that Gabriella made on her phone, which reveals that Transigen created Laura and other children from mutant DNA to become weapons. The children proved difficult to control and were to be executed, but Gabriella and the other nurses there helped some escape. Uh, Professor X then reveals to Logan that Laura was created from Logan's own DNA and says she's um, essentially Logan's daughter. I I saw something else that uh, it was implied that she was also Xavier's granddaughter. 
and huh. didn't get a chance to look that up. See, I didn't um, see that because they they, they they did say something about who else's DNA, like implying there was a second mutant DNA in her, but I couldn't like I, maybe I, that's how they're able to communicate. Yeah, maybe that. I was I was thinking it was Jean Grey they were talking about that was being implied, but Xavier would make sense too. That's interesting. Yeah, they talk about the mothers were just poor women who, you know, yeah, they just had a baby yeah, like for a, a paycheck. Or, or, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so but yeah, it was treated like a humanity humanitarian crisis type deal. And it's mm-hmm. interesting cuz you brought up the border earlier, I think throw in the time this came out, but they actually go from one border to the other border. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like they're essentially refugees. Yeah, and they were broken out because of this. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good on James Mangold. He, there's so many lazy ways to have done this. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't. Well, and the fact that we get one kid, because all of the kids are traveling separately, yes. is a really yeah. interesting thing. We're getting one perspective instead of like Laura and friends, and it's right. Wolverine driving the bus. That would know? have been like too much. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. How focused this movie is is really good well and even though she grew up with other children in this very closed environment it it shows she's also a loner like wolverine like that's in her dna yeah yeah she's not a pack hunter yeah but But also like wolverine she is the most dangerous out of all of them right that's why they are focusing so much attention on her Mm. being recovered um which is crazy. I, I assume that they're like, ah, the plant girl and uh kid who can move rocks, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all the lame like, powers that happen. But, but like Wolverine, she's really loyal to her people. Mm-hmm. It's like these, she knows all their names and she keeps, you know, reciting them in the back half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is she the observes same human behavior, and most of what she's observed has been mad sketch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. she, she watches human behavior just and like they an all, animal. And they all band together. We see that in this video where they're all kind of like they have kinship. Logan has had so many opportunities to betray the X-Men in every mm. X-Men movie. Yeah. And he never does no, he never because does. because these are his his brothers in arms, you know? Yeah. So um, at this point, Laura learns that shoplifting is wrong. Uh, <laughs> they they drive for a couple days. They get to Oklahoma City. I had to look it's it up. It's not wrong. It's just not cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I had to look. Or, the, what, is, what does he yell? Not okay. Yeah. Not okay. That's right. <laughs> like you would with a kid. Yeah. yeah. Or a dog. Well, she, she doesn't understand commerce at all. So this is just a place for her not. to get food and drinks. Yeah, it's like she, the she, cafeteria. She, she the doesn't. Lab. It was yeah. Free she, at your house. Yeah, we see she doesn't understand money with uh, when she's on the uh, horse outside. The, yeah. yeah. Capitalism in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yet she was a tool of capitalism. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Capitalism is really a uh, uh, a a uh, kind of underlying villain in this film, <laughs> um, yeah, along with like the, the crops and like stuff later on with the corporate farming and yeah. Water, um, right, yeah. Water rights. Yeah. But um. So um. Let's see. I had to look this up, but apparently Oklahoma City has over a dozen casinos in its metro area. <laughs> I was because I at first I thought that was Vegas and I was like, no, Oklahoma City. Well, yep. we sent so many indigenous nations to that shithole area. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Oklahoma. Yeah. But you know what I mean? You yeah. Know, there are a lot of I hate reservations. There are a lot of indigenous land, but for many they 
recently, within the last two or three years, there was a court case that uh, essentially made the majority of Oklahoma indigenous owned and functioning land. It's no longer operated by the incorporated counties and cities that exist in, in the state. Good. Yeah, it's like a huge watershed moment, and I'm sure there will be other things that follow as mm. their court cases, you know, use this as precedent. Um, all right, so they uh, get a hotel room in a casino there. They get some new clothes. Logan buys a new truck um, and discovers that Eden appears in Laura's X-Men comic and assumes it's fictional. He also discovers that Professor X hasn't been taking his medication. Yeah, he, gives, watch- his, he gives the car away, which is kind of yeah gangster for him. Dude. He's like, have it. Have fun. Yeah. 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 He's like, no one's coming after me for the lease on this thing at this yeah. point. Like, what does it matter? I love. It was um, a very uh, Patrick Swayze roadhouse moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, just dumping the beat up car. I loved uh, watching Charles and Laura watch Shane. Oh, yeah. It, it had that like when you'd watch a movie with your grandfather or father when you were younger. And he's yeah. like, look. This Western yep. is, there's a lot more going on mm. than just dudes well, and hats. <laughs> and, and he says to her, I saw this in the theater when I was your age with yeah. my father, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I love that um, when Pierce calls him an octogenarian and he says a nanogenarian, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was the third movie that, that Mangold uh, or that uh, Hugh Jackman recommended to Mangold to craft this around was Shane, uh, which... Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, friend of the show, we watched this together. Um, and he mentioned, he's like, do you think that the naming of this movie as Logan was oh. a direct reference to Shane? Shane. Being Perhaps. Yeah. Named after the titular character. Absolutely. That makes yeah, a lot of that. sense. Yeah. Well, and yeah. the the scene that we see and we don't really get the whole thing, um, but Shane is telling the boy the danger of killing bad people, mm-hmm. like even killing a bad man has its effect on you as the person who pulls the trigger. Yeah. Well, that's, and, the big, that's the big takeaway. Well, and um, that thing of <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons did it too. You know, you care about somebody so much and their safety that you have to be brutal sometimes to get them to not be near you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's Logan's whole thing. You know? Yeah. If oh, you're yeah. in my proximity, something's going to happen. So it's like, go on, get. Which they didn't show that, but I love that yeah. they did say the the um, there's no more guns in the valley line. Yeah, yeah, times. yeah. Um, it's a dope yeah. line. I mean, they do kind of do that at the end where Logan is like not going to go with them, and then after he sees they're being ambushed, he does. But um, that's yeah. coming up. That's later. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so uh, Logan heads back to the hotel to encounter. Only to encounter one of Professor X's seizures, which has frozen every person in the building, including Pierce and his men who have arrived. Logan manages to fight through the psychic storm and get up to the room where he kills Pierce's men with Laura's help before giving Professor X's medication, causing the seizure to abate. They manage to escape the area before Pierce can regroup and follow them. Uh, Then at this point, Dr. Xander Rice, uh, the head of Transigen, arrives to help Pierce. The seizure scene gave me big Inception hallway fight vibes, mm. or it was where it was kind of like time space bendy a little bit. Yeah, um, you, you had said that everybody in that building was was affected. 
I think that it was way more people than the people so, just in that casino. I think that it was probably the greater Oklahoma City metropolitan area. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like well, at least a wider just, radius because that's why he was in that water tank. He yeah. we saw him have a seizure there, but it was Caliban and Logan. They were the casualties. But yeah, yeah. everyone in the casino, yeah, much larger radius. That's why he's got to get him on a boat. I bet yeah. if he really fucking let loose, it could be the country. Or yeah. The well, and but it's I, interesting because Xavier says to him, I was, I had to protect Laura. And he's like, you had a fucking seizure. You didn't right. do anything. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, he refused to take his medication because he thought he had to protect her. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it's not just him being crazy. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's not. Um, so he did that with intent. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they get on the road. They nearly get in an accident from a malfunctioning driverless shipping truck um, and help another family who are also in the traffic incident. Uh, Elon Musk never gets those uh, wrinkles ironed out. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was a real like our driverless trucks terrifying kind of scene. Um, I don't know. I, for one. Can't wait until humans aren't allowed to drive cars anymore. <laughs> I have a feeling that the, the death toll will decline incredibly. It'll be much safer on the road. Orders of magnitude, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. If we- you guys don't mind, real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, there might be something with the chats, but Andrea sent a couple points if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, before the fight, when he first, so this is going back a little bit, but like, he tries to wrestle the backpack away from Laura and actually has some difficulty, you know, and that should have mm. tipped uh, Logan off to something was going on. But then, um, um, it only says James Howlett as the donor on the file mm. that he's looking at. And then, well, and that's Logan's real other name, real name. Well, yeah. 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 That's what's taken from the original, um, old man, Logan comic is when we found out is his genuine name and then she mentions other other movies like true grit totally oh yeah the kid yeah yeah absolutely and three men and a little lady (laughs) (laughs) uh okay um all right thank you yeah yeah thanks andrea uh those are good points um so all right we meet the munson family who invite them back to their farm for dinner as a way of saying thanks for the help. Professor well, Xavier uses his powers to rein in the horses. Yeah. He's which so- is really like, it's a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's so about seizing these moments, which he's not allowed to do because of the medication and stuff. So he he's the one that's adamant. Like, yes, let's break bread with people. Yeah. It's yeah. been violence and fucked up in this. Yeah. He's like, let's, let's have- see a family, Logan. Let's see a family again. Yeah. This this is when when uh, Charles says someone has come along. Someone has come and along. Man, You're the superhero here, <laughs> dude. Th- whoever wrote that line, they deserve an award, man. Yeah. That just got me. That floored me. Giving right. that to Patrick Stewart to uh, deliver. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, somebody's gonna come by. Someone better than us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that is what turned Logan from being like, no, dude, we're on the run. We've got a we've got a head start. We have to keep moving. Like he softened him a little bit. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. Prof- maybe arrest would do us good. Yeah. Professor X and Logan have to are constantly reminding each other of. Um, Lo- Professor X is constantly reminding Logan, like, you have to be human. We're here for people. We're not here just for ourselves. And Logan mm-hmm. is constantly reminding Professor X, like, um, you can't, like, like, like our our power is dangerous. You can't just just be around people. Like, there's such yeah, a yin and yang. Every time then, Logan is around someone, they die. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, it's ultimately Professor X um, indulging in this humanity causes his family to die. Yeah. yeah. That even he brings havoc, no pun, but like even Charles brings yeah. destruction. Yeah. The despair from that choice it's mm-hmm. incredible because it starts out so joyous. Yeah. So sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They go back to the family's farmhouse. They eat. They have a good time. The water goes out, though, and the father, Will, and Logan head out to turn it back on. They get into a confrontation with some enforcers from a corporate farm next door who have been trying to force the Munsons to sell their farm to the corporation. And Al mentioned Roadhouse earlier. This definitely has Roadhouse vibes, too. The like local goons, but it's over water. Which is no joke, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. He's going well, to show up like, oh, you have some hired muscle now. Yeah, well, he's yeah, not so bad and looking. it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's over water, but it's also mostly like they're trying to intimidate him into selling the farm using the water as a tool, yes. with um, a little racism to garnish the whole Sunday. Right. Well, right. And, and <laughs> well, we, I was going to say we see that that's Canewood. We see advertisements for Canewood on television. Canewood is the majority of the shipping containers that we see. Mm-hmm. Canewood is the Enogen oh. farming company that's delivering the uh, exactly X-gene, exactly. Uh, this suppressant. is this is all transigent. The tobacco. Yeah, it is like you said. This is a huge indictment of capitalism and like mm-hmm. this kind of proto-fascist capitalist outcome. Yeah, this kind yeah, of- where it's going right now. Like yeah, like a predatory evolution. Eventually, it will all be Amazon. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, there will be the it's corporate wars. Happen. It's like Wayland Yutani. Yeah. It's all gonna, you yeah. know. The government is already unable to bust uh, monopolies, so right. yeah, there's exactly. no there's no turning back. Right. Yeah. If you. <laughs> Anyways, so we're watching a movie. Um, <laughs> we just almost turned into a different kind of podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, they get into confrontation. Logan scares them away. Um, but back at the Munson farm, uh, <laughs> the uh, Reavers show up with a Logan clone called X-24. Uh, real quick. He he grabs the shotgun from the dude and breaks the shotgun over his knee. Yeah! But that's not an indication to anybody. You know what I mean? It's later on that they're like, huh? He's mm-hmm. a mutant coming? Yeah. That is a feat of strength that no human being is capable yeah, of. Exactly. Like the rock, to snap. The rock would get a bruise on his knee. Yeah, he yeah. would not break a gun in half, and that is the biggest man on earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Logan and Will arrive home to find uh, that X twenty four has shown has murdered the entire family and mortally wounded Professor X, and captured Laura. Uh, Every family member makes a stand. These people are so cowboy. It is awesome. The kid first, then the mom. How heartbreaking, though, is the the words that Xavier had for Logan 
that he was earnestly telling him turned oh, out it was X24, God. but like yeah. so heartbreaking. Like oh. he was saying things he'd been trying to say for a few years, but he's been sedated and foggy and yeah. Well, and Logan never hears it. He never hears it. That's nope. what I mean. It's just fucking yeah. heartbreaking. Well, and Xavier's last so many of us <laughs> last moment is being murdered by the one person he has left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as he can tell. I mean, he does survive enough to see Logan, but like, Oh, Waking yeah, up right. to your your loved one killing you, mm-hmm. and I wonder if being a clone keeps kept Charles from, you know, noticing anything in his mind or consciousness, or if it's just all the dullness from medication. He probably has a similar fingerprint, you know, like a mental shape. Right. That's you know, animalistic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hard to, right. hard to contain. Uh, yeah. Activity. Plus, plus Charles is like you said. He's he's Come you know he's medicated and he's groggy and yeah. So, all right, um, let's see. Uh, uh, Logan and Will arrive home. Um, Will gets sh- uh, immediately um, wounded by X-24. Um, in the nearby truck where the uh, Reavers are set up, Caliban sets off grenades, killing himself and several of the Reavers, but only injuring uh, Pierce. Caliban repeats the line that... Uh What's his name said to him? Pierce says to him, he says like, "Fear the dark or fear the light or something like that." Because mm. when he when he first says to him, he's like, "I bet your mother said to fear the light." Yeah, and that's his line as he pulls the pin out of the grenade. Yeah, badass. Yeah. Uh, Logan fights X twenty four. He gets outmatched as X twenty four is pretty much Logan in his prime, but Will uh, survives long enough to pin X twenty four with his truck before dying from his injuries. Logan and Laura escape with Professor Xavier, who uh, dies shortly thereafter in the back of uh, the truck. Yeah. Um, Rice fixes up X-24. Logan buries Professor X, then passes out from his injuries. Laura steals a truck, gets Logan to a country doctor who fixes him up. Laura reveals she can speak, mostly Spanish, and convinces Logan. Well, the doctor's an ally. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, no, he well, could have easily turned the mutants in, or the well, and he in. he says, "I've always wanted to meet one of you." Right. Mm-hmm. I thought you were all gone. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I think, that's the kind of fascination that a lot of people, maybe not everybody, would would in, would think of. Like you're you are an amazing thing. You, the fact that is incredible. Yeah, yeah I have your really issue number one. Yeah. Will you sign it? <laughs> yeah, well yeah, and I, so I mean it the the whole thing of they're using crops to stop the uh, mutant X gene is like that there's like a lot of like uh kind of like um uh you know some genetic uh, uh genocide eugenics genocide stuff going on with that. Yeah. For sure. It made me think of Blade Runner where like the chasing the remaining uh synthetics uh, yeah the replicants mm-hmm. that it gave me similar vibes like yeah. oh this this got out of hand we have to stop them there's a few mm-hmm. that remain kind of thing yeah and it's unclear you know obviously this company is behind why there aren't more but when i said turn them in i don't know even if that's the cops or whatever but if they're the last two mutants this doctor could have called somebody right else. well and we see we see later on there is not much line between law enforcement and Inogen. Is there any? I mean, do we ever uh, see any water. government or law enforcement of any sort? Like, I don't. We, we do when they have the bodies in the gymnasium, and they're they're looking at Caliban's body after the fact. Mm. 
um, he says like, save this one for some whatever samples, but, but, uh, Richard E. Grant's character is like admonishing the authorities, the local authorities. Mm. They answer to him essentially. Yeah. Uh, that's that to me where's the where the like the fascism level of like oh this corporation is running the government essentially yeah right because like, they um, could say like we're going to stop putting this stuff in your food and you're gonna have to deal with that mutant problem all over again well and or mm-hmm. law enforcement has basically become like blackwater and all these kind you know i mean that private mercenary that is that is the yeah that is the like you know capitalist libertarian dream privatize everything yeah, yeah. I'm yep. sure it'll be great. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. Movie. Uh, Logan <laughs> is convinced. Harmless phosphorescence communist corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Logan is good. Don't worry. It's big enough corner for all. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, Logan is convinced by Laura to take her to Eden, even though he's still convinced it's not a real thing. They drive through North Dakota. Logan passes out and pulls to the side of the road, so Laura drives him the rest of the way. He wakes up to find they're at the meeting point. They find the other transigen children preparing to cross into Canada. Laura finds an adamantium bullet that Logan has kept since he escaped from the Weapon X facility, which he once considered using to commit suicide. Uh, The kids nurse Logan back to health. Logan decides not to accompany them to Laura's dismay. They leave Logan with a bottle of serum, which will enhance his mutant powers for a short time if he chooses to use it. So I'm not super familiar with the Dakotas. I, I thought it was an interesting choice to go to the Dakotas because that the landscape is beautiful. It's very kind of, it's different because I'm from the Southwest. It's complete opposite from Southwest landscapes. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised that we didn't see a post-apocalyptic um, Mount Rushmore because mm. we're traveling through the Dakotas. That would have been an interesting thing to see like a, a chiseled in you know, Bolivar Trask or somebody Hmm. or like Abraham Lincoln's face sheared off or some crazy thing, you know, ape, ape Lincoln. (laughs) It's a monkey. (laughs) Oh God. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, I like that the the kids um, shaved his um, beard and hair while he was asleep to make him look like comic book Wolverine slash Logan. This was framed like it was a comic book panel because mm, we see yeah, all the hands so, yeah out, out of nowhere yeah it was that was really cute and the giggles and everything and once again he's obviously old because you would never be able to get the jump on even a sleeping wolverine no never yeah and well uh, yeah and we get to see like they're still kids like despite everything yeah. um well mm-hmm. not yeah. just old too exhausted yeah, that's yeah. it. He's he like, has you're so traveled tired, you can't pay attention to everything. The entirety of the United States at this point. Well, and I think he's just exhausted from life. I mean, he's a hundred. He's a hundred and fifty years old at this point, um, mm-hmm. and you know he's like the 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 adamantium is slowly killing him. Um, it's he's just he's had enough. Do you think we'll have a scene with the new X Men coming where they're like? Adamantium is better. Ah, vibranium is better. <laughs> I guarantee it, man. I oh, guarantee right. it. Yeah. Um, uh, remember that adamantium was uh, derived from vibranium. Mm. I do not remember that, yeah. but now I will. Comic wise, yeah. The next 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so as Logan Probably. watches the children through binoculars, he sees Transigen approaching them to ambush them. So he shoots up with the serum and runs out to help. 
uh, with Laura and the other mutant children's help. He slaughters most of the Reavers before the serum wears off. As Pierce uh, is holding Richter, we didn't talk about Richter, who is a known character. Um, yeah. He's one of the kids, the main kid, the head kid. <laughs> the, the, the artful dodger of the mutant yeah, children, if you will. will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of a little, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the, the Peter Pan. Yeah. Rice tells Logan that Logan killed his father years ago at the Weapon X facility. Um, he tells uh, This is a point where he tells him that no mu- mutants have been born due to genetically engineered crops created by transigen distributed through the world's food supply. Uh, Logan... <laughs> Having found a gun, it's what, it's what plants crave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shoots rice and injures Pierce. X twenty four shows up and fights Logan as the kids combine their powers to kill Pierce and the remaining Reavers. Richter uses his powers to flip a truck onto X twenty four, but uh, X twenty four frees himself and impales Logan on a large tree branch. Laura loads. And they've been doing it since you know Superman, Richard Donner. Um, but like it worked really well in this fighting himself, you know. Yeah. Sometimes that metaphor is just so heavy-handed, but yeah, you know. And they didn't do much with that. It was a straightforward fight, but yeah, they look the he's, same. He's, but there's a younger, faster. He's well, and no humanity, yeah, whatsoever. You know. Yeah, no well, humanity. and yeah. and I thought it was interesting as much as he did not hold his own. Obviously, um, the fact that he was able to hold his own was a, a product of his skill and experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than the not raw so power. much strength and rage. Right now, yeah. that was like danger room training um, and Xavier's. And yeah. To the to that point, we see Wolverine get the upper hand on both uh, Xander and Pierce because he shoots them with a gun. No one yeah. would ever think that Logan is going to use a right. gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. He j- yeah. Well, and earlier on, he says he doesn't like guns. That is a literal anti Chekhov's gun. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, and well, and, it, and it's like it's very him. it's very deliberate. They show him picking up the gun. They show him with the bullet. Like they're they're establishing all of this mm-hmm. in the lead up to the final moments. Yeah, um, Laura uh, shoots X twenty four in the head with the adamantium bullet, killing him. Uh, Logan dying tells Laura not to become the weapon that she was made to be. Um, she calls him dad, and he dies in her arms. Um, and he gets left impaled to that tree. Yes. No, she buries him. She buries him. Is it she? Buried. Okay. No, Sorry. no, that, I, that was the final scene. Was the burying of him? Okay. Yeah. And then she turns the cross into yeah, an. You act. think she's gonna put? That's the final scene. That yeah. she she recites Shane as a uh, eulogy uh, over because his. There are no more guns in the valley. Yeah, over his grave, and she makes the cross into an X. She and the other children leave, and credits roll. Yeah. Now we see them all again in New Mutants, man. <laughs> oh, New Mutants. I liked Sad. it. I haven't but, seen um, it yet. Oh, I thought it was fine. Um, but yeah, this, yeah, well. Are, you know. are these characters uh, characters in New Mutants? I, no, not at all. No, <laughs> the, the characters in the movie are the new mutants like from the comic yeah uh, like i've said before lockheed is even involved right but i just watched new mutants a couple of days oh, ago cool. yeah. um 
so the adamantium bullet thing, mm. it, it, it's introduced early on because Caliban finds it in his laundry, you know, mm-hmm. um, and explains like you're clearly going to shoot yourself with this, you know, da 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 da. Yeah. And then we see it used. Do um, you guys remember that movie uh, Wolverine Origins where uh, <laughs> Trask shoots Wolverine twice in the head with a adamantium bullet? Yep. Right. Now it should have been vibranium, though they didn't have them. But yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because would it pierce? Would something made out of the same materials pierce? Well, itself? I think the thing is that. Well, I think at this point, I think in the old days, even if he gets shot in the head, his brain will heal itself. Whereas now, at this point, his healing capacity is diminished enough that it would probably kill him. Yeah. Well, sure. that, that I, I didn't mean the healing powers. I just meant like um, one metal passing through another metal. I don't know. It's magic yeah. metal. But maybe, Who knows? Yeah, his, yeah, maybe his adamantium, because it's leaching into his skin, maybe he's losing its plating. Ultimately, I wonder, does X-24 wake up in a couple of days and go like, where are those kids? Right. <laughs> After the bullets finally pushed. You know? Yeah. Now there's going to uh, be a wild Wolverine wandering the Canadian wilderness. And it again. it's like poetry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again. Uh, so, yeah. Um, adamantium. I have so many adamantium questions. Oh. They put adamantium on this child's bones. Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. that process. They did. Yep. They t- um. Her bones are gonna grow. She's gonna get taller. Hmm. Do they? Do they not? Are they encased by adamantium then? And she stays. I don't know short. if Sander even cared. I mean, I think oh, you're yeah. right. How would it? But huh. maybe it would stretch. But or was it like? Cared, was it given break points for growth? Like, I'm super curious. Adamantium. Adamantium. Adamantium stretches. <laughs> Magic metal, bro. Yeah, it's magic. That's what spanks are made of. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that—the growing of a child. Think of uh, uh, Kristen. What's her name? Kristen Stewart. In uh, no, it's the other one. Kirsten in Dunst. Inter- interview with a Dunst. vampire. In, yeah, where she's forever a child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, and what what we do in the shadows? Oh Laszlo god. Converted a baby when he was fucked up. With <laughs> that's right. Oh like, my it god. It really was a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> and the baby's in the Council of Vampires, <laughs> just screaming in his high chair. Jackie Daytona is one of my favorite things I've ever seen on television, period. Oh, my God, I love him. Matt Berry is a treasure. Oh, my God. that Yes, yeah. he is. And, yeah, okay. Um, all right, so, I don't know. Last thoughts on this one before we rank it, guys? Um, X-24 is younger than Laura. Yeah, oh, of course. They, yeah. they, they aged him up. He was the next model. Yeah. Um, like like the clones X- in uh, Star Wars. X-23 is the designation for the entire class of mutants. Because mm. um, she's X-23, number 23. The other mutants are X-23, whatever their number designation is. Okay. I think they were finding children to be possessing too many emotions and sort of hard to control. You know, yeah. They were they were being more childlike than not. So yeah, X twenty four was like, he has no scruples. He's an adult. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do what he wants. Well, and he was imprinted on um, Xander Rice or whatever the guy's name was. Yeah, Richard E. Grant. Yeah. So that was the only person that he would uh, follow orders from, and or not kill, or not kill even. Yeah. yeah. 
because anyone in his path. <laughs> yeah, it's, even people not in his path, he was just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's it's a Ted Cruz Donald Trump situation. Um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I have no questions. It's a beautiful film, like it, you said. Um, take note, <laughs> directors. Like this is how you have an impactful, dramatic. Right, because because it's because the only other R-rated movies we've seen have been superhero movies have been c- comedies essentially. We've got The Suicide oh, Squad, Watchmen? Deadpool. Wasn't that Kick Ass? I'm saying besides Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the yes, Watchmen was R-rated, but like this is this this is how you do it. <laughs> like it's a real yeah. movie. It's not it's not like a montage of slow motion. And that. Not nobody is is totally invulnerable. Yeah, you know, n- nobody is indestructible. Time frames might be different, but and that's it, what makes these characters interesting is showing oh, that yeah. they have weaknesses that can be exploited. And I mean, Wolverine's is time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. blood poisoning. Mm-hmm. No, but instead of like Eric and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, or you yeah. Know, they're living in the desert in Mexico, and they're killing themselves. Their bodies are killing them. Yeah, yeah. Brain and body. Yeah. So, all right, you guys ready to rank it? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Brain and brawn. Yeah. And they're both deteriorating. Yeah. 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 Huh. I, it's this. I mean, it's duality. I mean, so many, so many of the best yeah. movies are about duality. So many of the worst movies too. Duality is something the filmmakers love to play with. And it wasn't over the top here. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a look here. We've got our rankings up. Um, I'm, I'm starting at the uh, top. Um, I'm assuming it's probably going to go somewhere up here near the top. Um, do we have any opening gambits, fellas? <laughs> Pardon the next pun. Mon ami. Um, uh, I'm going to pull. I was going to say I'm going to pull an owl uh, with. Uh, what was the one, Al, that you immediately jumped to number one? Oh, uh, Orgasmo. Orgasmo. <laughs> I forgot it was <laughs> Orgasmo. I think this qualifies, in my mind, as a number one contender because it does so much more than a normal superhero movie while also hitting so many comic book elements in ways that, yeah, worked. I mean, I'm good with that. I was going to suggest between Spider-Man 2 and Deadpool. Oh, I'd definitely put I'd it higher I'd be fine with that. any of the top nine. Yeah, I, I would definitely put it higher up just, I mean, as a, it's, I mean, I, it's 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 a little bit special in some ways and how much. Yeah. I love it's, Spider-Man 2 for how comic booky it is. And yeah. yeah, this isn't so much. Yeah. Well, and but this did feel like in my mind this felt like a comic book, but this felt like a like a trade paperback and less. I was like a, no, I was gonna, or yeah. even a graphic novel, yeah, a yeah or a graphic novel kind of yeah. thing, like a possibility of their future. And yeah. we're, we're obviously going to get into their timelines and multiverses. We know that. We heard his voice. This, this, <laughs> this was so much more. This was so had so much more um, of a like spiritual connection to. Um, something like the Dark Knight Returns, so much more yeah. than like Batman v Superman actually did. Yeah. Right. Um, Al, thoughts? Uh, gosh, I mean, if we put it at number one, I'm just looking at the our current number one, mm. uh, Captain America: Civil War. And I believe we voted that because, like, at the time, it it really was like, ah, uh, that's what the MCU 
is all these different characters together fighting each other it was satisfying on that level i think that's why it was chosen well that and i mean it was just it was satisfying on so many levels i mean I, yeah, the I, script was really well done too yeah. yeah it was it was a great movie it is a great movie um i agree i i, I can i could put logan at one sure okay I'll <laughs> sounds like all right if we must um no. right. <laughs> okay you're a man of few words Al so we'll take you at that well I just used my criteria that I had mentioned before like I not only would I stop and watch this if I caught it on the, like I watch this movie regularly mm. I go back to it a lot so, all right, we'll so put it. One, we'll put it there. Logan going in at number one. We got a new number one. There we go. Um, yeah. Where is Where is Wolverine Origins? Just for <laughs> oh, to, um, to see how much of a gambit it runs. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. It's 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 lower. <laughs> um, ooh. Uh, Ninety nine. Wow. Oh, look at that. It's wow. like poetry. Next movie is going to definitely put that at number 100. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, just because there'll be one more. Oh, we're assuming yeah. you haven't heard what the next movie is yet, though, Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is, that is a perfect segue. Um, it is, oh, in fact, time uh, to uh, move on. We are done with uh, the uh, with uh, Logan for the week. Next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching... Power Rangers. God damn, this always happens. You're on such a high, and then uh, some fucking turtles show up or something. Power Rangers. These are not the toys I want to play with. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, This is our second Power Rangers movie. It is, although we 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 we're gonna get a third because we accidentally skipped one we were supposed to do. Oh. so there's one from the late 90s that will be coming up when we do our our, our few catch-up episodes after our uh, we catch up to the current superheroes. It would be a shame if we had an accident this week, Thoreau. <laughs> it's too late. I already put it on the slideshow. Yeah, already paid the hit, man. <laughs> I downloaded the JPEG, Brian. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> What do you <laughs> that make sure, to, make sure to kiss your family? <laughs> it's all right. Brian Canston plays the big blue head guy in this one. So, oh, that's right. We get a Brian Cranston moment in this movie. That's right. He re rehashes his his first role, right? Um. Oh uh, yeah. Or yeah. no, he was like a goofy guy in like a like a prosthetic suit in the first. In the, in the television show, you don't say the the blue head guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he was Zordon. I also wasn't allowed to watch this as a child. No, so no, I Brian Cranston was not in the original series. I thought he had a cameo <laughs> role, like he was one of the bad guys. We'll get there. Does we'll he? get there next. Oh, week. we'll find out. I'm next pretty week. sure he's like a weekly monster at oh, some point. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, thank you everybody for. Uh, Hanging out with us. Um, this has mm-hmm. been your host, Thoreau Smiley, and I'd use my robot hand for good. <laughs> I'm Josh Cece, and sadly, most of the comic book stories about me are true. I'm Brian Lesh, not a box of avocados. In a pride of lines, Alaric Weber is neither hunter nor caregiver. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>